small backyard. Tall cottonwood trees surrounded the property, shading both house and yard. Flower boxes were already planted, even though Kelly knew the frost date in northern Colorado was a yearly gamble. Somehow, Helen always won out. Her green thumb, or gardener's luck, could overcome even Colorado's capricious weather. Kelly made a mental note to water the plants that evening. She wasn't about to let Helen's plants die with her. She swung the back gate open and ushered Carl inside. It isn't the golf course, boy, but it's bigger than your yard for sure, she said, referring to her postage stamp-sized townhouse yard on the outskirts of Washington, D.C. Carl didn't waste time. He took off the moment his leash was unsnapped, nose to the ground. The sound of another car coming down the gravel driveway caught Kelly's attention, and she turned to see a red minivan drive up to the larger stucco and red tile-roofed house across the drive. A woman exited the van and entered the sprawling mirror image of Helen's cottage. Both houses, and the assorted outbuildings nearby, occupied a pie-shaped wedge of land that clung to the corner of a busy intersection. Kelly remembered when both streets were country roads cutting through fields of sugar beets and sheep farms. Now, a big-box discount store swallowed the opposite corner, and townhouses clustered across the street. At least her aunt and uncle had sold their farmland to the city for a golf course and kept only the cottage and its yard. If she squinted her eyes hard enough, Kelly could block out the golfers and picture her uncle heading to the barn years ago when he was still alive. Kelly, is that you? A woman's voice called. Kelly shut the gate, knowing Carl would be occupied for hours identifying scents. She turned and recognized Mimi Schaefer walking across the driveway. Mimi owned the knitting and needlework shop that now occupied what was once Aunt Helen and Uncle Jim's farmhouse. Her aunt had been ecstatic about the arrangement, since she was an expert knitter and quilter but Kelly had always felt vaguely resentful. She remembered when the house was filled with Aunt Helen and Uncle Jim, and memories, but Uncle Jim's long illness changed all that. Now, Kelly felt nothing but gratitude. Mimi had been Aunt Helen's closest friend and had never left Kelly's side during yesterday's service. She gave names to faces and helped Kelly stand and sit through a liturgy that was no longer familiar. Kelly straightened her white blouse and navy skirt, not as tailored as her usual CPA firm attire, but sober enough for a lawyer meeting. She couldn't wait until she could change into a casual top and slacks, maybe even shorts if it stayed warm. Ever since she got back, she'd been dressed up and meeting people, just like the office. But Colorado meant sunshine and mountains and freedom to Kelly, and that meant shorts, a t-shirt, and sneakers. She brushed her chin-length dark brown hair behind her ear and checked the barrette and back. Kelly'd rushed through her shower and dressing in order to fit in a morning run along the trail that ran beside the motel. She'd barely checked the mirror. After yesterday's tears, she needed to clear her head. Running always helped her think. She waved to Mimi, I just thought I'd let Carl use Helen's backyard today while I go to all those, you know, meetings, lawyer, banker, and all that. That's a great idea. I'm sure he's tired of being cooped up in the motel room, Mimi said with a bright smile.
Her sun-streaked brown hair feathered softly around her face. Fifty-ish, slender, and pretty, she wore a powder-blue straight dress that accentuated her trim figure. But what really drew Kelly's attention was the open weave vest she wore on top. The loosely fixed knots held the yarns together. Varying shades of blue traveled all the way to green and back again. The effect was stunning. Do you have time for a cup of tea or coffee? Mimi asked, obviously hoping for a yes. Kelly hesitated, running through her mental daytimer. That, and the Greenwich Meridian time clock in her head, kept Kelly on task. She depended on that clock. Back in the firm, everyone kept track of their time in tenths of an hour, six-minute intervals, billable hours. Consequently, Kelly was seldom late. I have a few minutes.